Welcome to SF Takes on Tourism episode. I don't know. I think we're on number 18 now, is it? It is number 18. Hey, Daniel. Hey, and we have a, quite the timely topic this week. It's uh, a word that's been thrown around a lot lately. Um, inflation. We're going to be talking about inflation and what it, how it relates to the travel industry. Um and I was, my, my cousin is flying out to New Jersey for July 4th weekend, and um, we're actually driving back across the country together. I got a car back east that I want to bring to California. Anyways, I was like, great, you know, you wanted to pay for a flight back, you'll just have to pay for a one, one way flight, it shouldn't be too much. And she went and looked up the tickets and one way was well over $500. And I was like, wait a second, are you sure you're looking at New York from San Francisco? I mean, that's nuts. And if, Mm -hmm. you know, is that inflation? What's going on? So let's figure this out. I mean, have you seen any rising costs in the travel industry or or been aware of it at all? Well, I think, you know, I I think we can agree that, um, you know, we are facing an inflation, right? I mean, the U.S. is facing... Um, the highest inflation rate in 13 years as sort of consumer prices surge across the board. And um, that ultimately has an effect, uh, an impact on, on travel as well. You know, there are still shortages of labor. There are shortages in materials. So it goes to show you that everything is interconnected. And we wanted to shed a little bit more of a light on what that actually means for travel, because to your point, I think there's been a lot of talk around how expensive it is to travel right now. Right. Especially, especially certain pockets and <clears throat> in particular domestic travel. Um, and, and just to remind people, so inflation, uh, by definition, it's the decline of purchasing power of a given currency over time. So meaning your money goes, uh, doesn't buy you as much as it did um, in prior periods. Um, this can be driven primarily in two ways, by increased demand or um, the increase in costs of a certain service or good or whatever is being bought. And I think what we're seeing now in the travel industry is actually both. For months and months, we talked about pent up demand, pent up demand. I was so sick of hearing that word. Um, but certainly it was real. And we're seeing that pent up demand, especially uh, on certain, in certain areas, whether it be Miami is one that's been reported. People keep t- talking about a lot of tour operators. We're seeing that with car rentals. Um, so I think there's a lot of examples of where demand is just through the roof. National parks is one. So clearly it's partially demand driven, but is it also a cost issue and what costs have gone up and why, I guess, is the question that we could. Yeah. And that's the interesting aspect here, right? So U.S. Travel, the U.S. Travel Association, um, you know, they issue the travel price index TPI, which is closely tied to the CPI, the consumer price index. And um, in May of 2021, um, that travel um, price index was almost 12% year over year. So a lot of that is driven in that index. A lot of that is driven by lodging, transportation, and for transportation, the primary factors are rental cars and fuel. So I think, you know, we're really looking at sort of that perfect storm, quote unquote, where, you know, we're really looking at, we're facing these uh, shortages in, in various supplies. We know that rental car, all the major rental car companies in 20, 
2020 and into 2021 reduced their fleets uh, substantially, right? Because the demand was simply gone. And now we're seeing that rise in demand. Um, and that is, that is then obviously causing, mm-hmm. causing these prices to go up. Right. And people might think, you know, okay, supply issues when it comes to the tourism industry. I mean, Disneyland is Disneyland. Like the hotels are there, right? I mean, we have, what are these supply issues? But if you dig a little deeper, you mentioned rental cars and rental cars have been making a lot of news lately. And that is not only a demand issue, but a supply issue. There are simply not cars available for the rental companies to buy. They sold a lot of their fleet off during the pandemic and now need more cars, but because of a chip shortage, there aren't cars available. Another example is airlines. You mentioned a lot of airlines selling their fleet or grounding their fleet. Well, when an airline decides to ground a plane, basically park it in a garage, it takes four, actually I think it was six weeks, I read, six weeks to bring that plane, do all the proper maintenance, bring it back up at to be able to be operational again. So it's not like they can just flip the switch and turn it on. So there are those supply bottlenecks and the same thing for hotel rooms. I mean, we know in San Francisco, lots of hotels paused operations. They, they couldn't afford the staffing, it didn't make sense. And they can't just come back on right away. I mean, we are almost back now to pre-pandemic levels, levels but certainly there was a supply, well, not a shortage in San Francisco's sake, but you can't, but just an example of, you know, where that supply shortage um, can come from. And I think there's Absolutely. many other examples if we really kept digging. Yeah, just going back to the rental car um, situation, according to an article in Forbes, um, you know, it was reported that 770,000 cars were sold off by the rental car companies in 2020 to kind of offset some of those um, expenses that they face. So you don't quickly get that back, right? So I think what you're looking at here is, A, you have definitely um, shortages in the supply, but then also we need to keep in mind that many Americans, um, there is just more of that domestic travel right now, right? Whereas maybe Americans in previous years would go to the Caribbean or, or Mexico or Canada or even Europe, whatever it may be, uh, with travel restrictions still largely in place, a lot of Americans opted to travel domestically and closer to home. So I think what we're looking at is really that, again, that, that perfect storm where you have suddenly that rise in demand and you're still facing that, that shortage in supply. As an example, in San Francisco, we're still about 85% um, of the pre-COVID room inventory. So we're we're still not back to where we were before in terms of hotels being open or to at full capacity. So there's still a shortage of rooms. And as we look at, at occupancy nationwide, for example, in 2019, the average um, occupancy in the United States was 70.72.3%, sorry. And in, in uh, 2021, year to date, we're looking at about 60%. So we're still below that mm-hmm. 2019 threshold. But again, we need to keep in mind that not all hotels have come back online and not all hotels will come back online. So exactly. there's all these intricacies that you need to look at in that travel ecosystem that really drive this, uh, this inflation in, in the prices. Yeah, exactly. Together with the demand. And then in addition, there's then the costs. And so 
you know, looking at some of the economics, the macroeconomics in the U.S. right now, there's also an issue of the costs of inputs that that um, afford the travel industry. And many of you know, the travel industry is a highly labor intensive industry. It, it is a great employment driver, and we always promote it at that as that. So it you know it employs millions of people throughout the country. Think restaurants, um, you know, hotels, theme parks. These you know, require a lot of employees. And right now there is a, uh, there's a lot of um, uh, discoordination in the, in the labor, um, in the labor, in the labor supply and wages are going up, which makes then those businesses go up, uh, which may, which then forces prices to go up for many of these businesses in order to pay those wages. This is especially true for restaurants, which is an important part of tourism. So that's also a big part of the picture is looking at where these rising costs are coming from and how they're impacting the travel industry. I, I, yeah, sorry, go ahead. Well, I think, Aside from the, you know, supply and demand situation, we also need to keep in mind the travel industry has been so hard hit um, this past year and continues to be a hard hit as one of those industries that was really, really suffering. So we also need to keep in mind they're trying to recover, right? So I think there's also that recovery element where, of course, if there is demand, you know, um, suppliers in the in the travel ecosystem can ask for higher prices, right? But just again, to give you an example on the hotel side, um, the average daily rate in the US for hotels, according to STR in 2019 was about 216, just shy under $217. Um, 2021 year to date, that ADR sits at $123.54. So you can see we still are a far cry from, you know, where we were before in 2019. And by no means is the, is the industry healing in a way, um, or I mean, we're, we're on track, obviously, but I don't think that is, a, is an indication that suddenly there's a lot of price gauging going on when we know that in 2019, those prices were a lot higher. In, in those various segments. Again, I think we- And it's not but, even though. I mean, because I know a lot even. of destinations that have record ADR right now. Absolutely. This is, this is again, this is the average and mm-hmm. uh, it, it varies, you know, destination by destination. Very good point. And again, it, it also varies segment by segment. You know, uh, the, the airline industry operates very differently than, than the hotel um, industry does. But as we look at travel, you know, we need to look at all these different elements to really get a, um, a picture of that, of that Absolutely. ecosystem. Well, and to your point, I mean, is travel needs to make up from the losses. So, you know, they went through a year or plus with basic, well, most, many businesses went through a year plus with no business at all. So mm-hmm. that leads me to kind of the final question that we want to address here. What are the consequences? Are the, is this a bad thing? Is this okay? Is this good maybe for the travel industry? Like, are they, is this helping bring back some businesses and hire some of the employees that were laid off and furloughed? Or is this something to worry about? Um, My reaction is we have to see. I think it's something to monitor. I think it could become a problem. I think there's a lot at stake with inflation, but it's not necessarily a bad thing yet, uh, but it has the potential to be. I don't know your thoughts. In my opinion, um, it is not a bad thing. And there's a couple of things I think um, that I 
that I take into consideration, A, there is that pent-up demand, right? We're, we're, th this is the second summer. Um, the last summer basically did not happen. People largely did not travel. We're not able to travel, if anything, maybe, you know, go on a little road trip if that. So I think that demand is healthy in kind of driving those rates up. So I don't see it as, as something dangerous at this point. At the end, I do believe it will balance out. Again, I think, you know, supply and demand um, is, is somewhat self-regulating in that, in that aspect. And it, when it comes to travel, as travel restrictions are are easing more and more globally as people have more and more choices as to where they can go. I think the, 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 the industry will sort of regulate that by itself. That's, that's my thing. You know, we're, we're still looking at, I think at this point, people want to travel. It almost doesn't matter, yeah. you know, where, where they can go. So, and I think to your, to your point, people obviously are paying these prices, right? I mean, there, you hear these horror stories where, you know, you pay $500 for a rental car in Hawaii. But the question then becomes, okay, if people pay that, and I, I guess there are those stories where people have done that, then apparently there's there's a market for that. But I think that is obviously not sustainable. But I think as we still go through sort of that recovery, as more hotels come back online, as demand for airlines continues to rise, I do think that there will be somewhat of a leveling off down the road. I hope so. But, you know, you just said it there and it's sustainability. And I think people, a lot of people book travel ahead of time. And I think it's, and the travel industry isn't always as good as they like to be at looking ahead. And if you're charging a ton of money for something, you have to manage number one expectations. You can't overcharge customers for something that doesn't match the experience. And I worry about that a little bit, just because right now mm -hmm. you have record demand for a attraction, like going to the top of the Empire State Building, it doesn't mean you can charge $500 for it, because then people get up there and they're like, what the heck I can, you know, what am I doing? So there has to be something there. And then also, the only other thing that comes to mind that I hope levels out is this specific inflated prices for something like rental cars or, um, or, or air tickets, because that can prevent somebody from traveling. So you mentioned that the, the problem in Hawaii with rental cars, if that's from a both the supply and the demand side, if the supply part isn't fixed and, and the prices are too high, someone then may decide, you know what, I can't afford to go to Hawaii now because I can't afford that rental car, may not go. Then you have the restaurants and the, and the tours and the hotels that are suffering because of the inflated rental car prices. So I hope that it balances out across the industry. I agree with you right now. I don't think it's a big problem, but I certainly of hope that it does uh, find that balance and kind of equilibrium and that travel is encouraged because we want competition. You know, we know from us at a destination, like at SFO for, as an airport, the more airlines, the more suppliers, the, the lower the prices are, the more people we can attract. And that's really important. So I, yeah. um, I it's something to watch and be careful with. I, yeah, I, I, I totally agree with you. One thing I would add is there's also obviously we need to look at the fact that people probably have more um, discretionary money to spend. You know, there's research that suggests that if you did not go on a trip last year, at least not on a bigger trip, um, that people held on to that money, right? And yes. so they're probably more willing at this point, um, now that we're approaching the second or in the middle of the second summer after the pandemic, that um, that they're willing to pay more, right? Right. Um, 
proportionally. True. So True. there's, I think there's that certainly the pent up demand, the willingness to maybe pay more. And I do yeah. agree. I think there is a little bit of a danger in that from the supplier standpoint, how much can you actually charge? The other thing I recently read, and we've all seen it too, is that, for example, part of the ecosystem as well, that Uber and Lyft rides are significantly more expensive right now. And that has to do primarily with the fact that there are a short, there's a shortage in drivers right now for whatever reason. But um, according to um, the research firm Rakuten Intelligence, you know, um, Lyft and Uber rides on average were 40% more expensive in April than they were last year, for example. So that could be a factor in your trip planning as well, mm -hmm. right? Absolutely. Restaurant prices have gone up as well because restaurants, similar to hotels, are dealing with labor shortages. There's, um, there's through the increase in consumer price in the consumer price index and the overall inflation, um, prices for food are going up. So as you plan and think about a trip, it's not just the airline portion, it's not mm -hmm. the, just the hotel, but you also need to think about, you know, what you're really spending on the ground and what sort of composes your trip. And I, I do agree with you. That is, that's something to, to watch, I think, yeah. over the next few months and see how that balances out, yeah. if it balances out. And I do agree with you that there is, um, down the line, there could be that concern is, is, that hotel that I choose to book in whatever destination, is it worth that amount of dollars? Is that experience really what I'm looking for? Yeah. Given what we're, um, the, the environment that we're in. But again, I think at this point, it's, it's largely supported still by consumers and we'll just have to see how that balances out or if it balances out. Yeah. And, you know, if I could leave consume, if I can leave those travelers listening with one uh, piece of advice before we end here is that, Check all inputs of costs when, when you're planning a trip now. You know, mm -hmm. if you see a cheap flight, don't just book it and say, oh, I got cheap flights. I'll figure out the rest later. Or if you see a really good deal on a hotel, don't just book it and say, oh, I'll figure out the flights later. You know, I mean, don't get yourself screwed or in a position where you um, didn't, didn't consider the overall price of a trip because, you know, as Hubertus just said, it, it could be the restaurant that breaks the, the wallet. It breaks the bank. It could be the rental car. It could be the hotel, um, any of the elements of a trip. So beware. Um, this is something we are definitely going to monitor and we should check in in a few weeks or, or in a few episodes rather and, and see how things are going. Well, with that, Hubertus, episode 18 done. I hope you have a wonderful weekend. You too. Are you planning any trips this weekend? For this I summer. will be in New Jersey with my parents and soon my new nephew, my nephew who's four months old will be arriving shortly after me. So I'm looking forward to meeting him because I haven't even met him yet because he's been in Canada and the border has been closed. So there's another wait. trip that's in the pipeline then. So I, I, I plan to dedicate a little bit of time this weekend to plan a trip or trips this year, which that's the other thing, even if you don't book at this point, it's it's fun to do. And I think it will help our industry as well. So we're not looking to discourage anybody. Absolutely. Oh, and if you're <laughs> going to spend money, spend it in San Francisco. All right. Okay. Have a wonderful weekend. Thanks. For Bye, listening. everyone. Take care.